You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hail cheaters. Welcome from the green zone, Brandon. We're recording from the war zone that is game week 25. This is the dispatch. We're 5-6 of the way through. We still have two matches left to go in this yeah. wild game week. I spent, well, first of all, my name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I'm good. I'm here with my like khaki vest with lots of pockets. I'm trying to think pockets, of what other right. things, uh, foreign war <laughs> correspondence. Where you know, and uh, you know, FPL points are whizzing by our heads as we talk. It's very chaotic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not. Yeah, we're not catching any of those points. Those are all. Yeah, all just, I don't know who for, is. Yeah, it's the one war zone where I'd love to get hit once in a while. Um, uh, yeah, with, when with, Junior with Fur, <laughs> when Junior Furpo is the leading, like the lead, the leading player for an FPL game week, you know, it's been a little, a little chaotic so far, Brandon. Oh, for sure. And we were, we were kind of like looking at the results from this weekend, uh, you, know, you know, through our through our through our memories and thinking, were there good matches? I mean, we there were some interesting results, but what were it was not a weekend of standout moments necessarily. Yeah. I thought it's kind of unlike last weekend, right? Because last weekend we had yeah. it was another like not bad. We're kind of in three weeks Three weeks in a row of ew boy FPL game weeks. It's yeah. sort of like yeah. ew, okay, all right. Arsenal <laughs> caught a case of uh, trying to walk it into the goal uh, during the first yep. half of that Leicester match, and yes. it was kind of fun to see. It was very retro Arsenal, like uh, that was yeah. like v- Wenger constantly trying to get his latter teams yep. just to walk it in. Man City back to their sort of old ways of just steamrolling opponents i think bournemouth has made its case for they have to be the greatest whipping boys in the premier league i think this has not been a banner season for whipping boy teams well the thing is they're they're not even bottom the they're not even bottom the table right southampton are bottom of the table bournemouth are bournemouth are tied with everton and only one back of lead so it's it's kind of weird like we're Southampton is the only team I feel quite confident is is going to go down. But even mm-hmm. then, let's let's you know let's let's see what happens. I think mm-hmm. it's uh, I I at the very least I think we, we I every year you kind of hope you're going to get the bottom of the table clash and the top of the table clash to end the season. It's a very mm-hmm. rare thing. I think the first year I really was like kind of all in, like back in the 2010-11 season. That was maybe the last time you had it. That was when Arsenal. Or I mean, that was that was the Man City season, right? Where they, they you know they won their actually no, yeah, it was actually the next year. It was eleven twelve when Man City won, and then the year before that, ten eleven is when you had the, the crazy bottom of the table it was like five clubs, Birmingham City, and but you know the, st- the stakes really are so high because Birmingham City went down that year, have still not back you know been back up, and I think maybe Bolton went down that year as well, uh, and they haven't been back up since either. So I, I want a little bottom of the table drama. This has nothing to do with FPL though. Let's let's go back. <laughs> Let's get back to it because I wanted to ask you something, Brandon. Sure. During that Arsenal-Leicester match, we, you and I both stuck to our guns. Captain Saka, 
We, you know, we're, we're, we're confident. We felt like, yes, like, I think especially because you and I felt like we both kind of chickened out after we said we kept it rash for the week before. Yeah, and but went we, Holland instead for his blank. Exactly. So, um, we, uh, we stuck to our, we stuck to our guns with Saka. Saka, I had a fair amount of the ball, scored an offside goal. Um, it certainly could have gotten something out of that match. Arsenal were really, were, were certainly very dominant in the match. Uh, Buddy Blanks and, uh, and Martinelli, who I sold for a hit to bring in Saka scores. So I'm just like f- steam coming out of my ears. Just, you know, uh, uh, I mean, it was always there was always a possibility of it. But I just the, the other. But I really wanted to have Saka and I really wanted to have him for 26 as well. And so I felt like this was the right time to do it. And I there was a there was an opportunity where I maybe could have had three Arsenal midfielders and dropped white. Uh, but White got seven. So I mean, in the end, seven for White, 10 for, for Martinelli. It's like there was kind of no way around it unless I dropped Odegaard, which I just didn't feel great about doing. I mean, he's that, that guy's going to start almost every week when he's when mm-hmm. you know, I mean, literally every week, I, I would say in any 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 key match when he's when he's healthy. So um, so anyway, so Saka blanks. And then in my head. I have already given Mo Salah, the other popular captain, I've given him about 16 points. I'm assuming 16 is low end of what he's getting in that in that match yeah. um, at Palace later the day. Uh, where, where were you at after the Arsenal game? Yeah, it did feel like uh, it was going to turn against us when Saka did blank. And mm-hmm. I, I spent... Two, my two free transfers, one on Tarkowski and one on Salah. Salah was my only Liverpool player going into that uh, Crystal Palace match. So I thought it was actually going to be an, a rank slaughter for me. Mm-hmm. Even if yep. Salah came through with points, I didn't have Salah captained, and there were going to be a lot of highly owned players around Salah, whether it was Trent or Gakpo. I thought Gakpo yep. looked like Liverpool's best attacker by some stretch to me, in my opinion, uh, it was kind of unfortunate that he, he didn't get any returns. I was, I was quite nervous. And I think in our, like the main league that I track, even though I had Salah, his impact on my team was like minus 5%. So like I own, even owning Salah, I under owned him in, in like my, my main competitive league. So I was, I was kind of fearful of any returns. Now that that said, I still think if you haven't captained Salah, I'm I still really want him to return in midweek. I think those points. Uh, I it seemed like a, a weird week where uh, it felt like everyone was doing something slightly different within the FPL mm-hmm. community. So even if it feels like you under own a player like Sala because you haven't captained him, there are still a handful of managers around you in rank who don't have him. So it's sort of like, I feel like if, if I get Sala returns, it might be like one step forward, two steps back or something like that. But there will still be some form of forward progress. And that is kind of what is, I think, doing everyone's nut in, in game week 25 is kind of like, wait, what am I kind of rooting for here? There's lots of weird doubles. I spent a lot of transfer hits I'm not, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and I'm well, not getting much in return. So you did a minus eight where I just played conservatively and didn't take hits. And we're kind of neck and neck. And now you have more players going into the midweek fixtures than I do. So how are you, yeah, how, you, how does that leave you emotionally? <laughs> 
Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, so I, I went without Salah ultimately. Yes, I'm on 37 points. I, I, I'm actually on, I'm on 45 points, uh, but with the, the minus eight brings me down to, to 37 points. And you're on, you're on 39, just, just straight right. up. So we're, yep. we're, yeah, we're two points separated. But I, I do have two more players than you, assuming Darwin plays. Although even if Darwin doesn't play, I'll get three from Bailey off the bench. So it's not a total, total loss there. So. I, I guess I'm feeling okay in the end uh, just because Kane scored today and the other move I was considering was dropping Kane and I ultimately went with the slightly riskier move where I, I ended up dropping Trippier because it was the way that I could get Trent without dropping Kane. And so if you, I felt slightly validated and I don't know if validated is quite the right word, but you know what I mean? I felt like, mm-hmm. I felt like maybe I dodged a little bit of a bullet there holding on to him and, and, you know, we'll see how much not having Trippier hurts me moving forward, but you know, I don't have Salah right now either. And I've, I've survived that for, for one, for one, you know, um, match of the game week. And so, yeah, we'll, we'll see what, I mean, I didn't, I didn't think he would played that well. I mean, this is sort of the story of Salah all season, right? I mean, you and I said this going to the pot, if it wasn't a double game week, we wouldn't consider buying him. That would, yeah. that, that wouldn't have been a, any, anything anyone would have considered otherwise. Yeah. He's just really struggling with one-on-ones. He cannot beat a single defender on the dribble. And because the midfield is not really synced up for Liverpool, they're finding it really hard to get Mo behind the defense and to deliver yeah. those those balls that he's used to getting that uh, yep. he can just sort of like bend, bend around to the far post after beating the entire back line. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I think Gakpo was the one who was finding the most space and, and was the most interesting so very curious to see what that lineup looks like. I mean, I I really yeah. needed this week for because I decided to swerve Liverpool apart from Salas. I really needed some random marginal guys on my team to come through. Andreas Pereira, yeah. my fourth mid, got a one pointer. Just like uh, not a vintage performance from him on on Friday night against Wolves. Green yeah. Sam Greenwood, you know, I was I was just banking on a one pointer from Sam, which he could not point. deliver. So I'm effectively <laughs> with with ten players, right. and and that stings. And so, so Saliba, I cannot talk about Saliba on this podcast anymore. So I don't know. I was kind of like my yeah. game week hinged on Greenwood and Andreas Pereira. So I put myself in a tough position, and I I've only dropped uh, like eight thousand. And let's see. Actually, no. I've I've dropped roughly three thousand in OR from forty two k to forty five k. So it really yeah. is nothing. So it's like another week of I'm just kind of out here uh, trying to dodge bullets yeah. until I until there is that moment where I get to strike. When is the it, game it week going to come it, along well, that I can could, strike? You know what? It it, I, it could still be that moment. I mean, what yeah. you need is for Saka to have a big match. That's right. uh, on yeah. Wednesday, yeah. right? Yeah, that's right. If if, Sa- if Salah gets Six points, you know, we'll say we'll give him an assist or whatever, right? Yeah. Salah gets six points and Saka gets a goal and assist and three bonus or whatever. I, I, again, I'm just like, this is a, these are, this, these are reasonable, not maybe not likely, but reasonable outcomes that could happen, it's not right? Too much you know, to ask, yeah. Josh. <laughs> but even if you just, uh, even if our captain outscores Salah by eight points, that's going to be enough for you to probably end up on a green arrow uh, mm-hmm. for 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 the the game week in the end. So yeah, I think I think this the the lead the Leicester match was the one where you're hoping for a little bit more uh, from Saka. I, I was hoping that my my feeling about him was just that he had the highest floor of of any um, of the of the you know I guess it was maybe him. You know, I was considering sort of three captains um, mm-hmm. Saka. I I, I was always going to bring in Saka this game week and Saka. 
um, Trent and Salah. And I still feel like, in my opinion, that, that Trent was the better, was the better um, vice captain uh, over yeah. Salah. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I think... And so, yeah, I mean, so Trent, Trent did work out. I mean, I, I've, I've taken this minus eight. Trent has worked out okay. And I'm feeling okay with him going forward because the defender options are just not solid kind of across the board right now. And so I, I may end up just riding with him for like mm-hmm. the rest of the season now that I've got him, you know, back in there. And, and low, like this team has low-key kept three consecutive clean sheets. They never look good doing it, but they, they <laughs> have done it. There were some incredible <laughs> moments from Trent against Palace where he basically just gave the ball to Mateta at one point. And he, he scooped he it over him. them. Yeah. Didn't he only play, only play like 71 minutes or something like that? Um, and then, you know, Gakpo, let's let's see what he does. He might be out as, as soon as this week. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, the, the big one, though, this this one hit me and a lot of other managers out there. Uh, you know, mine was was a little I felt a little I don't know. I didn't feel good about it. Nobody felt good. about it. we all woke up on Saturday morning to the news that. Darwin was like almost assuredly not going to play. There's also a lot of news that Enketia wasn't going to start. So I, I had a more chaotic version of my team that was a minus 12 where I was going to bring in Darwin and Enketia for Kane. And we might not have recorded this podcast tonight if I had, you know, <laughs> done, done that. I do. Uh, to yeah. take, take, take yourself back to um, when that news was sort of circulating that Darwin was going to miss the game and the in-the-know accounts were saying, well, he well, he did not travel with Liverpool. Darwin didn't. And I, yeah. I just want to, this was, it's not the best joke that you'll ever hear, but I thought it was the perfect joke. FPL Finding uh-huh. Glory on Twitter says, sounds like Darwin just missed the bus, but had an XG of two, so was very unlucky not to get on it. Uh, and I, I thought that was a very wonderful <laughs> articulation of how Darwin's season is going. His ex- Anyway, you get the joke. You don't need me to explain it to you. So shout out to Finding Glory. Uh, excellent Twitter work there. Yeah, I mean, it was it was just uh, I'm still in too much pain, Brandon, to process Darwin Darwin jokes right now. Okay, okay. Uh, but it, no, no, it, it was it's all fine. I mean, it, it was just annoying. I mean, we we've, we've all been we've all been anyone who's played FPL. This is the, this is par for the course. You know, the, the, you wake up and there's the injured player. I wish there were actual reliable in the nose. That's that's what I that's what I want more of. But mm-hmm. or or that they would just. I mean, this is just rehashing like so complained about a zillion times. But you know, in the NFL, you actually have to release injury information this is this is the you know the nba does this too you know it's mm-hmm. like so and so is questionable doubtful out and these are all things that gamblers and, and mm-hmm. fantasy people can use to to make decisions in your and, experience uh, playing nfl yeah. fantasy do you find that how honest are those reports from nfl teams well it's always uh it's always one level like like so basically like if a player is doubtful like they're they're like they died like they're <laughs> you know if they're uh-huh. it's like it's like it's never quite you know if a player is like questionable he's probably playing you yeah. know it's it's always like one one run you can one, interpret one it's like off. going to pitchfork and reading a music review and they're like okay they gave this album an 8.5 i'm probably not gonna like it uh, but they gave this <laughs> yeah. other album a 6.2 i'm gonna love it uh yeah you gotta know how to read these things yeah, exactly. I mean, I, but it usually, it, but it, you know, if he had been listed as questionable or doubtful, I probably wouldn't have brought him in, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because it just wouldn't have been worth it on a, on another minus four. But so we'll see. He might play on Wednesday. He might not. I, I really, I really don't know. But I was replacing um, 
Mitra wasn't going to play at all. And there just weren't, but there really weren't any forward options out there for Darwin. So I, I may have done it anyway, even if he's only going to play one week. Yeah. Uh, it may, it may still, it may still have been, or one, you know, one match. He's going to become Ivan Tony and uh, pretty quickly here anyway. So I think that's right. Yeah. yeah Cause we're going to be right. talking been... a lot about Brentford in the moment. The theme yeah. you've put together here for us, Josh is the double game week chaos, which is funny yeah. to me in a way, cause we're in the midst of game week 25 double chaos. But that's not even half the story. We've got doubles in 27, doubles in yeah. 29. There's just a lot that we... Now, There, I think that what we'll suggest to the listeners, Josh, is that we aren't necessarily going to flat-out plan for Game Week right. 29 at this point. But this yeah. is just information that FPL managers should have in the back of their mind. I think our most immediate strategy would be 26 obviously and then the doubles in 27 yeah and the doubles are really uh they're not great doubles right brentford brighton palace southampton are doubles that's those are the kind of uh, brighton okay sure i can find two maybe three players i want on on brighton right i mean uh, matoma march estepani and i'll sort of stand out maybe sanchez Mm -hmm. if you need to replace a keeper uh brentford you've got tony Maybe a defender. Those are those are the the, the two that you consider. Uh, Palace and Southampton might just be full on passes for me. James Ward Prowse is the only one I would I would maybe consider. But I, I think you're right to to bring up 26 though as well because what's appealing, you know, especially about Brighton and Brighton and Brentford and I suppose even Southampton to be to be quite honest, uh, if you were if you were going to consider uh, Prowse is they all have good fixtures in um, in 26 as well. So if you wanted to move on Ivan Tony, uh, you could make that move uh, for game week 26, and uh, they play Fulham at home. Fulham haven't been quite at their best um, of late. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a Monday match. So it's always fun to have a player on a Monday match, Brandon. Yes. Uh, it's nothing nothing like uh, ending your the first little, day of your, your yeah. work week. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have a little extra a gas in the FPL tank, and it's you know, like one last hit. Before yeah. the game week wraps, it feels good. Yeah, and Brighton play West Ham at home uh, in twenty six. Suddenly, West Ham maybe don't seem like quite the quite the pushover match that that may have mm-hmm. been. And you know, I don't know how much of it is the non sacking of David Moyes. I don't know where people got the idea, Brandon, that Moyes have been sacked. Something wasn't from this podcast. Who would spread such information? Yeah, <laughs> it, it does feel like everyone's kind of coming back to fitness at West Ham. Jared Bowen yep. is uh, like. He's he had a shot uh, off the post this weekend, and he's been returning pretty well. He is still like the form attacker uh, carrying over from yeah. last season for West Ham, and I feel like like Ben Rama and Piquetta and Rice, like everyone's yeah. sort of like Rice clicking course, back yeah. into gear. So I feel like they're yeah. going to escape this relegation conversation pretty soon. Um, it's I, still I still a little right. challenging to, to convince yeah. me to invest in West Ham. I think that's. A, but I'm not. I'm not saying yeah. invest. I just mean that yeah. uh, Brighton playing West Ham at home is not. Gotcha. Like I was saying that you know for for 27, it's like yeah I, I do want a couple of Brighton players, but West Ham at home suddenly doesn't seem like the kind of rock solid just you know like they're going to run them over the way it maybe would have felt maybe like yeah. 10 weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Uh, Yep. So those are um, so th- those are the teams that double in twenty seven. We're actually going to talk about them a little more after the break. Uh, but I also wanted to note that there uh, the round of sixteen FA Cup matches are on Tuesday and Wednesday, um, and depending on what happens there, some of those teams will not play in game week twenty eight. So 
Got another blank coming up, Brandon. And it also comes right before uh, 12 teams <laughs> play twice in 29. So it is, uh, again, this is, this is your, this is your medical, like this is your taking the GRE, uh-huh. law, uh, taking your LSATs, whatever, uh-huh. you know, th- this season is, is the real, it's the, it's the test for FPL managers. If you can get through this season, you have, you have truly <laughs> mastered FPL. Uh, so, so, but also a bunch of teams that have players that we all have in our fantasy teams play on the, in these Tuesday, Wednesday matches. So this is the week of all weeks to seriously do not make an early transfer. At least wait. Do not worry about price hits. Just don't even think about it. Just wait until, um, and you know, until uh, well, at least Wednesday evening uh, yep. to make any moves. Yeah, if you look at uh, Tuesday, it's it's Fulham Leeds are the are the marquee sort of Premier League FA Cup fixture. City are away. Bristol, Leicester host uh, Blackburn. Brighton are yeah. We got. Basically, every Premier League team is going to play midweek, as you just said. Um, yeah. But I think t- Tuesday is is the one that a lot of Liverpool asset owners are going to be watching because you you're you're explaining this to me earlier, Josh. If Fulham beat Leeds, then Fulham blank in game week twenty eight, where they would play Liverpool. And suddenly, yeah. we've all tripled up. A lot of managers have tripled up on Liverpool and these players won't will be useless in game week 28 <laughs> yeah exactly. scary stuff so it's gonna be so we could be in, a, in the same situation we had going into game week 25 which is like everyone's taking massive minus eights yeah. to bring in yeah. play but this time you're not even bringing in liverpool and arsenal players you're bringing in brentford and brighton i don't even know like palace i i, I don't think i'll be having anyone from palace they're the most they have to be the, i actually think they might be the most unownable team in fantasy especially with, with Zahi injured not because they're a bad team uh but just because they they're like they're like it's like man city level rotation there it's like yeah. it's like every time someone has like a like a whiff of form it's like he they, they rest for the next two matches it's like it's impossible to to know who like who you would you know even have uh from from palace and then southampton i actually think it would be kind of fun to have ward prowse brandon i don't know how you okay. feel about that it's a free kick legend james Ward-Prowse. i mean yeah he's he's just on fire this season it's it's cognitive dissonance where he's he can be in such good form while southampton are you know norwich city levels of of premier league garbage but uh there you have it you know premier league and and FPL do not always exist in the same universe, and that's fine. No, that's I mean, true. like having having a, a dead ball specialist in fantasy is always quite enjoyable because you then get to root for the 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 fouls at the edge of the box, and like yes, uh, it's exactly. just like an, another rooting interest that you can have. Oh, I mean, it's, uh, this is why Dimitri Payet was such a beloved player. Right? Yeah, I mean, right, was, or uh, Christian Eriksen at one point in his yeah. Spurs career. I was thinking of uh, Sean Maloney, by the way, who was uh, played for uh, Wigan. This is like going back to like the 2014, 2015 season, Brad. But I remember he was like a, 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 a they were, the, you know, that was like the relegation season, but he was like this like fun little 4.5 million player that you could kind of consistently start just because he was, uh, uh, yes. um, you know, he I hit, I hit recognize some pieces. Him. Yeah. You know, 40. 
Oh, incredible picture of his Wikipedia page, too. I, I, I really I, I can't recommend enough that you go Google. He looks like he's about four foot three. Uh, highly recommend looking at this hobbit on his. Uh, anyway, all right, let's 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 go. So yeah, so I don't. You know, we're not going to talk too much about chip strategy uh, on this week's pod, or at least on this this particular pod, um, because because of this FA Cup matches. Um, we're really going to focus on gaming's twenty six and twenty seven on this one. Uh, but on our Patreon pod on Thursday, we will um, start to get into our strategy because it's going to be very clear almost immediately what your strategy is going to be if you still have a free hit if you still have yeah. your your wild card um I, you know there's a pretty good chance i use two of my chips in game weeks 28 and 29 or i think if you have them available you you might have to uh just because mm-hmm. um I, I i don't know if i want to go into like 28 it's like I, it's one of those game weeks where ah, i don't really want a free hit there's not the many players i want but if i have like literally three players <laughs> you know who can play and i have doesn't a free hit available great, like, mm-hmm. yeah it's like if you can pick up 30 it's like oh i could do a minus 24 or i could just free hit and just collect my 37 points and, and get on with my you know game week that's probably right and and i think like that's what you'd hope for from playing any chip whether it's a bench boost triple cap or whatever you want to gain you know uh, 15 to 30 points on the on the crowd and you know only a small percentage i would guess like relatively speaking would be playing a free hit in 28 so they're be be pretty straightforward to to uh get that points in in yeah. Uh, yeah. Those point have those points be incoming. Yeah, and and then the twenty nine is 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 the, is the massive double, and so it would be kind of fun. Like I've heard some people. Of course, I just said I wasn't going to talk about chips. And now I'm starting to do it, but you know, it would be fun in theory to. Some people were like, "Oh, well, wild card in twenty seven, free hit in twenty eight, and then you could bench boost in twenty nine because it, it does seem like an appealing week to bench with with all of these teams playing uh, twice." But um, again, let's just see where we are after the mm-hmm. FA Cup matches are, are done. So mm-hmm. let, I think that's I think that's the the way to that that's my my strongest piece of advice is just don't even think about it until Wednesday evening. Uh, speaking briefly of Patreon, Brandon, do you want to thank our newest Patreon supporters? We're gonna hand yeah. Them this week. Thank you to Nicholas Perry, Christopher Aikens. Uh, Jolie J and Richard Carl for becoming the newest Always Cheating Patreon supporters. Hey, if you like what you hear on this podcast, go to patreon.com slash always cheating. It's a great way to say thanks to me and Josh and get more FPL content in return. We do an extra ad-free podcast every Thursday night right before the game week deadlines typically just for our Patreon supporters and you get access to our Discord where there's lively FPL and non-FPL chat happening 24-7, T-shirts at the highest level, all sorts of other fun uh, mini-leagues you can get involved in. Again, that's patreon.com slash alwayscheating. Check it out. Great. Let's take a break. We'll get back and talk about Game Week 26. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, we're back. Game week 26, another old school FPL classic, Brandon. I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to it. We've got a Man City new. Actually, this is a great. We talked about having some kind of a mixed bag. Not a ton of great matches um, at the weekend. I am really optimistic that we're going to see some really good ones, though, this weekend. I, we had two in particular stand out to me. First match on Saturday, uh, Man City host Newcastle. Uh, and then Sunday, the final match on Sunday is Liverpool host Man United. A very interesting time, I think, time for both these clubs. Newcastle probably wishes this match was being played at a slightly different time. It feels like Newcastle are probably in their biggest kind of dip of the season right now. Uh, But Man City have been real up and down as well. So, you know, who knows what... You know. so well, I think you that, remember that, 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 what the yeah. result was the last the, the time they met earlier this season. It was a 3-3 thriller. That's right. And That's right. Uh, yes. I think Trippier hit a, a free kick talking about dead ball danger men. And yep. uh, I remember benching Trippier for that match. So good for, <laughs> good for me. Uh, yep. So, yeah, and, and City, you know, even though they they kind of battered uh Bournemouth this weekend you still are they're still a ways away from being trustworthy yeah and uh I think that they uh oh yeah and now and of course I mean classic city just totally in control and then just from from a fantasy perspective just another late goal conceded <laughs> just like if you have if you have Ederson in fantasy you might your head must be like like just must be popping off at the end of these matches. Like it's just crazy, right? Like he yeah. he could have had. I don't even know when, when the last time they kept a clean sheet was. It feels like it's been ages, but it, it feels like uh, it feels like he's always on the verge of keeping one, and then they let they let in one goal, and he should and be, he's on he he's like on ninety nine Premier League clean sheets right now. He's one really? away wow. from hitting hitting the century <laughs> mark for clean sheets, and he, they just can't get it wow. done. Yeah, I started the season with Ederson, and I had to get rid of him for for exactly this reason. This is happening yeah. every freaking game week hats off to yeah. nathan ake owners who yep. he he was subbed off before they lost the clean sheet i dumped a kanji for tarkovsky and i was 
having a little bit of buyer's remorse after Tark's one-pointer and then Akanji looked like he was on for a miraculous clean sheet. Then he throws in a reducer challenge for a yellow card and clean sheet wipeout. And I did the like Antonio Banderas lean back in your chair and, and <laughs> smile satisfied. I was like, oh, my work yeah. here is done. <laughs> Although it does remind me, speaking of tweets I saw this week, it was like, uh, uh, you know, take heart, Tarkowski owners. Uh, he uh, only got one point on Saturday, but he could always get less after Sunday, after Wednesday's match. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens there. But you'd have to imagine that he gets. A I'll least take one. a Tarkowski blank if it means Saka goes off. You know, that's a, that's a fair that's exchange true. in my eyes. That's true, and uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I, I I don't really know about that one. You know, just because Arsenal did. Uh, uh, well, well, I'll talk about captains in just a second here. But Arsenal did obviously lose to Everton a couple of weeks ago. But if that it already feels like Arsenal kind of out of that dip. I mean, yes, one nil win versus Leicester, but it was a very confident, I thought, one nil win. They, they it felt like they were really in control uh, of that match the whole time. It just it really never felt like they were actually going to lose, even when it was you know nil nil at halftime. The comeback against Aston Villa from two goals down. It I think I mean that it was could be a massive turning point. For Arsenal yeah, season, huge. where they seem to have been drained of all confidence after a few run-ins with City, and then going yeah. down early against Villa, and now, yeah, I, I agree with yeah. you. I think they're back, back to their best. Well, and then Man City dropping two points to Forest as well, right that yeah. same day, yeah. which yeah. just sort of meant Arsenal were kind of back in the driver's seat for their, yeah. you know, for their title chances. They could even lose at the Etihad, right? And still, mm-hmm. I mean, this is I mean they they win every match the rest of the season, but that also no assumes problem. that Man City will too. And yeah, why would Man City like in current form? It, that's yeah. hard to believe as well. Um, yeah, and just other fun matches. We have Brighton hosting West Ham. Uh, we talked about that match a little bit earlier, but I, th- I that suddenly to me is an extremely interesting match. Um, could be Chelsea's last stand. I I don't know. I mean, do do you think that he is the Potter's even there this Saturday? I think it's like. 50-50 as of Sunday evening, whether he's it's, still you know, managing that club. It's a very tough one to call. Uh, you know, Todd Bowley is, I don't quite understand him as, a, you know, in the, in the long history of Premier League club owners, like what kind of personality does he have in these moments? Like Chelsea have, yeah. you know, kind of made a habit of sacking managers when things go sour and, you know, and Bowley came in and sacked Tuchel because it was sour. So he's kind of like Bowley's fate and Potter's. Well, they're not intertwined. Yeah. Um, but I think you know what I mean. Like, I think Bowley would want to see this project kind of come yeah, to fruition. Not. But they talked about this on Second space. Captains where uh, a lot of successful or most successful Premier League managers, you see they come in and they play a certain character, like they're acting. In a way, yeah, and, you know, yeah. Klopp is sort of this like giant uh, emotional bear, and Pep is this you know very very studious academic, and Graham Potter is not playing a role of any kind. He is a blank slate. All personality <laughs> like has been yeah, drained like... out of him. <laughs> so he's like he's not doing he's yeah. not contributing anything uh, to this yeah. club uh, apart from you know I guess I, I don't I haven't looked at like the stats after this Spurs match, but coming into the Spurs match, Potter and Chelsea's stats were at least on the uptick. So whatever Potter was doing was having a slow, steady, positive effect. So if you believe in that, you would want to stick with him. But I don't think Potter has any sort of secret formula that's going to unlock 
all these new players that have been brought into the club. Now you're in a situation where you really do need somebody like Carlo Ancelotti who could just quickly come in and say, like, you, you, you do this, 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 and let's go win. Well, they still... I, I, I'm of the camp that they never should have sacked Tuchel. I mean, that like a, that a manager should be able to have a three-match run or whatever without getting sacked, which I, I guess maybe is like an argument for Potter. Although Potter, I mean, Chelsea have three points from their last 15, right, and lost their opening leg of their Champions League match, too. Mm-hmm. Like that, so three, three and 15 in the Premier League. That, I mean, that is just, that is really terrible for him. And, you know, in Italy, when you sack your manager and they're still on contract and then you sack the replacement, you can bring that manager back. That's, I mean, I mean, in theory, Arsenal, I mean, Chelsea could still do this too. So I don't know why they don't just sack um, Potter and just bring Tuchel back. Like Tuchel to me is like clearly a superior manager. I mean, this is I, I good. I mean, I'm like talking out of my, I'm just, I'm just rambling. I'm not a Chelsea supporter, but to me, it's like, it, it does feel like you could just bring, I mean, he did this already. He did this two years ago and they won yes. the champions league. Yes. Right. So I <laughs> try to run it back. I mean, they have, they have, they have all these great players. All of them are signed on, on you know, contracts that stretch for three, four, five decades. Like I think it'd be <laughs> fine. And let, let's see what Tuchel and these guys can do over the next 50 years or so. I think that's, <laughs> that's, that's what I want to see. Chelsea be playing on the moon uh, by the end of Tuchel's contract. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like maybe Mars, like let's, why shoot so low, Brandon? Let's, <laughs> let's see what happens. So it's, it's a really fun game week. Uh, is is really the the point I'm I'm driving at here. I'm really looking forward to it, and uh, I think one thing that makes it interesting from a fantasy perspective is that the captaincy is very wide open this week. So you have Holland, the kind of perma perma option, playing Newcastle at home, but Newcastle have have dipped in form a little bit. I don't know how much the uh, the, the League Cup final today will will affect them, but you know, it's, uh, if they had won it, I certainly that would have been better. I think for their sure. for their confidence. And uh, you have uh, Man United uh, away to Liverpool, and so Rashford has been incredible. Obviously, scored scored again, again bring that League Cup up again. He scored again today. Um, has basically been unstoppable. But you know, certainly uh, their way to Anfield not a not an easy place to play. And um, his form has been exceptional at home, and in just in more like like quite good on the road. And so he's not an auto captain either. And then you have Saka, and you know Arteta has made this big show of that Saka must play every three days. It's very interesting the way he he does this, but it's like he's trying to instill in him almost like the idea that he's the superstar. I actually kind of I like it. It's an interesting way to do it, but it's sort of Saka will play every three days. This is what he has to learn how to do. He's got to mm-hmm. be exceptional at all times. And so we kind of know that Saka is going to play in this. Yeah in this Bournemouth match. And uh, to me at the moment, my inclination is to captain Saka for gaming 26. I'm with you. My bus team is set with Saka captained. And I think it's going to be another challenge of what is the, what's the vibe going into Saturday morning. And Holland, Holland looked, uh, he looked decent. I think against Bournemouth, he was, quite active. He was dropping yeah. a little deeper. He was finding it a little easier to get involved. And I'm looking, I pulled up some comparative stats for Erling, or for Erling, for Erling, you may have heard of him, for Holland, Saka, <laughs> and Rashford. And Holland just really stands out in an incredible way for big chances and bonus points. And I think that that, that tends to mean, you know, his he's scoring the easier goals out of yeah. these three guys. And when he scores, often his points come in bunches, and that uh, obviously augurs well for accumulating bonus points game week to game week. Uh, just looking at the last six game weeks, Rashford has is on seven goals, where 
uh, sorry, that's uh, Rashford is on seven. Yeah, Holland is on six, and and Saka is on three. Expected goal involvement is kind of what what takes Saka and Rashford both beyond Holland. Saka having the home match against a very poor team and having you know decent XGI. It's like, okay, I'm fine. I'm fine with this. I'm fine captaining him. Yeah, I think that he's, uh, I think he makes the most sense. I mean, obviously we'll see how, see if anything changes on Wednesday or how we feel about him. Yeah, he's one of those players that always makes me nervous. It feels, it feels like he's always carrying an injury, doesn't it? Like there's something about his, mm-hmm. I think it's maybe just his his style a little bit. I think he he always kind of takes like an extra couple seconds if, if somebody, you know, size, size him down, Brandon, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, but I, you know, part of me wonders if Rashford is really the pick, though. Uh, I there is a part of me that just thinks, well, he's going to score. I mean, Liverpool are are, are shaky. He's going to be going up against Trent Alexander-Arnold, who um, stopped playing defense like maybe like the twenty twenty one season, maybe, mm-hmm. and and so it's just going to be really tricky uh, to. It's like, it's going to be tricky to keep him out. Really, is what I'm thinking, and so. Um, I think you can make a strong argument for Rashford as well. But again, this is a week where I think you have three good captain options. And so you don't have to hurt yourself too much because I think there's a good chance all three of them get some kind of return. I mean, Holland at home, even him, I, I think that even even against Newcastle, who I, I rate very highly, and and they will have Pope back um, as well. So, you know, if you're if you're a Pope head, Brandon, then, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's another uh, oh, yeah. key thing to consider. Yeah, well, there you go. You're a Pope head, then it's on, on the record. So, um, yeah, I think that I, I, I'm leaning towards Saka myself with, with Rashford, um, vice captain. Um, what about transfers? What are you thinking for this week? Are you ma- planning to make a move? Yeah, I'm, I'm planning to hold, and I'll tell you why. Um, I don't necessarily want to hold, uh, but the the move I would want to make is to get Ivan Tony in for Sam Greenwood. And I can yep. only afford to do that if I move Salah. So to get Tony means I'm going to take a transfer hit. This doesn't feel like a great week for a hit to me because otherwise I'm generally happy with my my team. Yeah. So I'll play Salah at home to Manchester United and then take two free transfers into the game week 27 deadline where I can get somebody like Matoma, Marsh, or McAllister yeah. from Brighton in for Salah and take my winnings and upgrade Greenwood to somebody like Tony. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm somewhere between a hold and a and a transfer my, myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I don't have the money problem, and I can see why in your case that that does make sense. Obviously, if you could if you could move Greenwood um, to Tony without a hit, I guess I assume you would do it, right? If you could just yes, do it with straight, I would. Great cash. Yeah, I'd love to have another player uh, who actually gets minutes. That would be wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, solid for a hit is just one of those. Even 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 playing Man United, it's just not a move you're ever going to feel great about. I, I I think for me, it's I, I'm sort of in the same position where I'm considering Tony, and I guess we're just all going to gamble on this legal thing, right? That he's not going to, that, like that'll be the ultimate FPL monkey wrench if halfway through this game week or maybe the Saturday morning of that match, they Brentford decided to keep him out because of a forthcoming legal, you know, ruling. Yeah. Um, I, I yeah. don't see that happening. I feel like we would have heard I, I news bubbling so. up. That feels like something that might come to pass over the summer once the season is over. Yeah, I think, I think right. you're probably, probably right there. So Darwin, depending on his injury status, 
like who knows, right? Like uh, Darwin um, to Tony would make sense. I also think Gakpo to Matoma is another move that I would consider. So mm-hmm. I, if I make a move, it'll be with an eye towards um, with an eye towards game week um, twenty seven as well. Uh, I'm also fine holding, but um, so I'm sort of on the fence a little bit. I, I like the idea of, of making a like I just be, just because they play Man United at home, and I don't. I don't know that I see that being a high scoring match just because I really do rate Man United at this point. I feel, mm-hmm. I feel like defensively they've, they've figured some things out. They look very solid. I, I don't necessarily see Liverpool scoring three or four goals in that match. And so at that point, why not just gamble on a Matoma or a Tony and, mm-hmm. and see if they can, you know, do something, especially because I'm already, you know, I already have Trent I, you know, right now. I've got Gakpo, Trent and Darwin, right? So I'm already I'm already tripled up. I don't necessarily need to go into that a, a difficult Man United match tripled up yeah. on Liverpool players. So that's 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 one thing I'm considering too. Yeah, smart. All right, so we we've got a cl- pretty clear idea of where we sit, even even in the midst of game week 25. That feels good. Uh, yeah. Do do we need to tap into what our listeners are, are going through the, their their strife in order to figure out what else is going on? Yeah, let's let's do it. Um, uh, Stephen Curtis asks. Uh, we started to, to, to talk about this a moment ago. But he said, "What to do with Liverpool assets?" As I have Gakpo and Trent, uh, I got them for the double. It says uh, he kind of answers a classic <laughs> question for the pod, Brian, where you kind of answer your own question. But he says he, he he guesses he wants to wait until the FA Cup results, but would love to ditch. I I don't. Re- I mean, I know you didn't bring him in, but to me, ditching ditching Rashford doesn't really. Uh, uh, who am I dishing him for? Like, wh- wh- who's the who's the player out there defen- defensively who's who's just doing so well that I absolutely have to bring them in right now? It's uh, I've already got an Arsenal defender, and I guess it would be Estepanian. I don't know, but like that's there's not a lot out there. So you're thinking Trent, as you as you mentioned at the start, just hold Trent because there's uh, yeah there's not a huge. Yeah, you know, it seems like like Chelsea and Man City being so miserable as as fantasy yeah, defenses exactly. just doesn't doesn't mean you have to move on anybody. I yeah. I, I generally agree, and yeah. I that was my feeling too about Liverpool specifically going into the game week twenty five double was we are only thinking of Liverpool because of this double. I mean, when they got uh, posterized five two by Real Madrid, we suddenly knew okay. Liverpool's return to form that was a false dawn um, yeah. why are we even talking about Liverpool and getting these guys in who have not been in our fantasy teams for a long time and it is yeah. it is because of this double game week the long road I'm walking here to get to this point is like you should not feel any remorse by immediately dropping these Liverpool players because they will have served their purpose in game week yeah. 25 and maybe you're going to bring one or two back or hold on to one of them as you look ahead to a potential double in game week 29. Sure. But you just don't need these guys anymore is my feeling. Yeah. When it comes to Salah, Gakpo, Darwin, I, I tend to agree. I just, again, I think defensively, I just think that Trent is probably um, maybe as good as you can get right now defensively. There just aren't a lot. I mean, they, they've kept... Three clean sheets in a row. He's on everything. It's crazy that he's not getting some of these goals with that that indirect. Free. I wish that Salah would just back off some of these indirect. Like 
is it really like helping that much for him to roll the ball a foot and a half? For, like, well, so Trent, so Trent think, can't hit the ball on the you know like stationary. He's got it. Yeah. Like, Salah's got to pick up an assist for it. It's, it's. I guess that's technically a direct kick, and uh, but they they sort of like worked it like an indirect free kick. But I I mean it was it was yeah. perfectly worked if Jordan Henderson wasn't standing in the way, leaping yeah. in front of the shot. Yeah, Henderson's really become a, a problem uh, for for Liverpool. I mean, I, I, I feel like this was like the first game week I can remember where, or the first Liverpool match I can remember. Where I felt like everybody was starting to come to terms with with Henderson. As I mean, great Stewart. What is he like? Thirty five now. I mean, he's been there for a long, long. He's been very, very good for a long, long time. There's, there's he, nothing. He's got to be younger than thirty five. He just kind of like uh, you know, it's bad feet. What do I keep telling you, Josh? When your feet are messed up, they're messed up forever. Um, okay, let's, and he's let's had all these uh, foot problems. Let's see. I'm looking up uh, Henderson. He's 32. 32. Okay, he looks 35. He looks he looks older, Brandon. He's you know he's in a, out in the sun that much, and it ages you a little bit. So that's you know it's 32 going on 30. He's got he's got the body of a 36 year old though. I'm yeah. compelled to stand up for Jordan Henderson for some odd reason. Um, I mean, he's see yourself in him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think he ever reached an elite level, but he definitely filled a needed position and captain Liverpool through well, their greatest uh, period. And like, even though, yeah, he's he's kind of off it now, kind of going inside with Liverpool's drop in form. He is one of the few Liverpool players out on the pitch that has any kind of engine still like him and James Milner are just like motoring around the pitch trying to do work. And I appreciate that. <laughs> I see them. Well, that that's fair. I mean, they're 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 the work rate is you know they're whatever the, their ex hustle is certainly uh, is terrific, yeah. but uh, I, I think having Van Dyke back has obviously helped the the, the Liverpool defense as well. I mean, yeah, you know, every team is going to have a few chances against you, but once he's once he's with a healthy Van Dyke, you just feel a lot more confident that they're going to mm-hmm. be able to hold up. And and that, I think that's why ultimately did did kind of decide to go all in Liverpool was just even with the Real Madrid result, they they just they're just not playing Real Madrid in these double game weeks, right? They're playing. Crystal Palace and Wolves, and so, uh, but they, yeah, but they really can't they they can't figure it up front at the moment, and uh, obviously having Darwin out, this is like a little like kind of a thing that bugs me a little bit, which is when Enketi is out, a lot of people rush to be like, here's why that's great for Saka or you know, whoever. Uh, when Darwin's out, it's like here's why this is great news for Salah, and I'm like. That's just not quite. It's like it's like a little bit too much fantasy brain for me. It's like, but in reality, what happens is when a team isn't playing their best eleven, the team just doesn't look like they're at their best. There, there's. Yeah. I felt like that way even with with Arsenal. Now, granted, Enkedi is a backup striker, so it's already a little bit different. But you lose a little bit of focus up front, and I, yeah. I felt like it felt like Arsenal could have used somebody in the box. I mean, ultimately, it did work out okay for Martinelli. He, I'm not even sure if that was intended to be a cross order shot. And it felt like it was right. It kind of nestled. You know, it's like yeah. the way it. I actually thought it was it was kind of a cross for Saka, and then it, it was a little surprised it went in. Uh, but anyway, I don't want to get sidetracked too much here. But I, I think that uh, I mean we have gotten sidetracked, haven't we? <laughs> too late. Let's just, let's just yeah yeah too late. Let's just move on to the next question. Uh, King Koopa says, uh, which Brentford and Brighton assets are you prioritizing given their favorable favorable fixtures in game week twenty six and the two upcoming doubles? Well, we've we've mentioned their names already, and I think. Tony, though Tony's been a little quiet uh, in a fantasy respect of late. He's just like a quintessential uh, mid-table team. Pick the pick the number nine, and that's how you do yeah. it. 
and he's an elite penalty taker, and I love these things for my fantasy team. And Bomo, he is always kind of just in Tony's shadow, but he does not, he just doesn't have that ceiling that if everything goes as it should, according to plan, Tony will get us the points and then Bomo will will have a little bit of a trickle here. And I mean, I I, I guess if you can't afford Tony, like if I, I could actually afford to bring in Mbomo right now for Sam Greenwood, would I do that? No, that just doesn't feel optimal. But it feels okay. Yeah. It would it would be it would be acceptable. Like it it would be okay. But I agree. It's like this is this is like when people want to bring in. Um, I always think of like someone like Joel. Yeah, that's exactly how I was thinking of Joel, Joel Matip is always is always that option, right? Where you're like it, it can work. I mean, sometimes you can gamble and you, it'll work for like a game week or two. Right. But then over the course of 10, which 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 I guess, in the, you know, we're talking about three matches here, but even even across a three match sample, I feel like you're going to start to regret it a little bit. Right. Because over a long enough sample, the the the, re, the the players that are more expensive, it's like it's priced in. I mean, this is how I feel about X minutes sometimes, which is just like, well, X minutes are priced in basically by starts like or by the way like, like 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 quite literally like the price that you're paying is for the consistency of these players right, right. this is why this is why Saka is going to be at least 10 million next year because it's just the best player who starts every match is always going to be the most expensive player and so anyway i i so i'm not really sure what i you know i th- i think that tony is uh and I'll, i mean bomo's also like a a 59th minute sub merchant like this is the kind of thing that's it feels like he's one of those players who's always always liable to come off like 13 minutes into the the, the second half um and then yeah when it comes to brighton i mean I, I i know you've been like big on the estepanian thing for a while yeah he you know he's he's like in the mold of uh trent and uh, trent alexander arnold in in fantasy terms where he's just like a very attacking fullback and he's you know, shown that he can get into get he has the goal and assist involvement with Brighton's attack. Brighton loves scoring goals under Deserby. So this mm-hmm. feels good. And it's as they're they're coming up against weaker opposition, I think like Brighton are just like a very sturdy, solid team at the moment, as much as made of them just kind of being this buccaneering attacking team. They don't really leak yeah. goals and Leeds and Crystal Palace teams that truly do struggle to score. So, you know, a lot of people will just immediately gravitate to Matoma and Solly Marsh because of their attacking output. But I, yeah, I think there's an equally high ceiling with this Stupinon just for the possibility that they get a clean sheet at least in 27. Yeah, I think that, I mean, you and I are both uh, Bueno owners, sweating out all these. Bueno matches. Well, actually, he might not be in a great a great drop because depending on what happens in game week twenty eight, you may want to keep him um, for that one. I, yeah. I I think you know it'd be really useful to have these FA Cup matches over and know who plays and who doesn't because it's really it makes it very hard to do a lot of long term planning, uh, doesn't it? When you when you don't quite know, like it, you know, if it turns out I only have three or four players, I'm just gonna kind of lock myself mentally into a game week twenty eight free hit. Yeah. And and then that that almost makes the next two weeks easier for me because I can just focus on the ones in front of me, you know, maybe with yeah. an eye towards towards twenty nine as well. Um, speaking of looking ahead, uh, FPL Blues, uh, one of our uh, producer patrons, Brandon, is part of the FPL Blues podcast. Um, they said uh, asking for future blanks in double game weeks. Can you share your point of view on the teams that are clear avoids uh, and any players that you see as essential, even with a single fi- fixture beyond? Just Holland, Rashford, and Trippier. So, 
I've already dropped Trippier. Trippier's gone from my squad, Brandon. That was the uh-huh. kind of gamble that I took. But Holland and Rashford, I think those, I think those would be the the two easy answers. The one that comes to mind for me is is Kepa. Is there any? What would you think about you know as you as you think about the big double in twenty nine? As you think about some some blanks ahead. I mean, they're not going to blank in twenty eight, but um, you know, even like your wild card possibly in the next couple of weeks. Could Kepa be out, or are you just kind of? Sticking yeah. with Kappa the rest of the season. <laughs> no, I think Kappa doesn't survive a wild card. He he, he survives uh, at least until the wild card because I just don't, you know, one would not recommend a goalkeeper transfer at this point. You know, we're looking at yeah. these doubles and blanks where, you know, there's just no real upside to trying to move your keeper around. I mean, Chelsea's defense has not been great. Thiago Silva getting injured against Spurs is pretty bad, actually, from yeah, a Kepa yeah. owner point of view. Uh, and yeah. from a Thiago Silva friends and family point of view, let it be said. But um, Kepa, whatever magic he had in his boots for a couple of months there where he was just actually saving shots, he seems to be over that. Um, yeah. I think the it's hard to tell like how... If he saw if he saw the Oliver Skip shot too late, and he could only get his hand to it, but yeah. I did feel like it's just a good that. shot. I think I, I yeah I felt this uh, when I watched that too. I had the same thought because he did get the hand on it, kind of pushes it, you know, yeah. you know up to, up up the bar. But I think that's just a good. I mean, the real problem is that no one closed Skip down, right? It was like sure. first, it was like a clear. It was, not to get too in the weeds here, but it was a it was a clearance that didn't need to happen, right? Kepa was right there; he could just grab the ball, and then it gets, sure. it gets cleared yeah, out poorly. to skip. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, poorly out to skip, who just has acres of space, right? Like it's a great any any player shoots from there. You can Tiago uh, would have, you know, any, I just you know, or, you know, um, Tiago from from Liverpool. Like any anyone would have um, shot from that spot, yeah. and and mm-hmm. you know, when you get that much space and that much time, you're gonna That's put on something pretty good for the keeper. You know, they have to have to handle. Yes, that is fair. But yeah, like what is what is the if 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 you were for whatever reason wild carding right now, I do think you'd have to look at Sanchez at Brighton and David Rea. David Rea in particular, the thing yeah. that like with with not doing the wild card thing and you've got one free transfer, I can think on both of those teams, Brighton and Brentford, a defender I'd rather have. Ben Mee has been pretty elite on set pieces for Brentford, so you've got a slightly higher ceiling than David Rea there because you might get a goal yep. or some sort of involvement from Ben Mee. And then a Stupinon who we mentioned. And it, what's interesting to see is is uh, FPL goal involvement through the last... I'm, I'm on my stats kick today, Josh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm tell. not sure it's helping anybody, <laughs> but um, a Stupinon has the exact same level of FPL goal involvement as Matoma. Uh, over the last six game weeks, which I think is interesting, Solly March is just like blowing both of them out of the water from a the weirdest, stats perspective. I still can't quite believe it. It's it, you know, it's like when is he going to revert? I mean, I, you know, obviously positions changed a little bit, but it's it's so strange uh, how well he's doing this year. I, I can't. He, he's like a. It's hard for me to like totally blank slate him, yeah. Brandon, because Solly March is yeah. the guy who gets two goals and one assist every season, and yeah. now he's like this, you know, awesome moan. Going back to the FPL Blues question, though, I, do, I, I'm still feeling, I'm still drinking the Luke Shaw Kool Aid at the moment, and I think he has supplanted Trippier as the best fullback in the fantasy game. 
at the moment, and he is like he's just elite. Ten Hag trusts him, plays him in every match. He's like a, a tank at the moment. He runs and yeah. runs and runs for ninety minutes. He's um, he's putting in pretty decent challenges and pretty great crosses. He had the assist to um, Cab- uh, Casemiro in the yeah. uh, League Cup final today. So it's just like yeah. Luke Shaw. Shout out to him. And doubles in 29, too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I'm with you there with Shaw. That, that's actually one of the reasons why I felt okay dropping Trippier was because I felt like Shaw was kind of right there in terms of players that I really wanted to, to own and, uh, you know, kind of moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, two more questions, Brandon. Um, <laughs> it's like low-key the Chelsea pod this week. Uh, I mean, and again, well, let's see what happens when Tuchel comes back and what he, what, how he changes things. Uh, Leisure Rules says, debatable it ever began, but is the Zhao Felix experiment officially over? Honestly, should we consider it over for all Chelsea assets this season? So, I really, don't know really what think. was going on against Spurs, but uh, Zhao Felix was playing like the 10. Or I, he, he was deeper. He wasn't... I th- I was impressed when he first joined Chelsea because his all of his features seemed to be this guy's really fast and he's like breaking yeah. the defensive line continuously and he was doing none of that yep. uh, against Spurs so that was disheartening. Re- yep. uh, Raheem Sterling had a miserable game against Spurs so like Felix will not uh, be back on the menu for fantasy managers until Potter or as you say Josh Tuchel figures out how to actually set up that attack Uh, because yeah as it is this they they have since um was it since the new year they have scored the nobody has scored fewer goals in the premier league than chelsea they're on six goals i think there's another club that's also on six goals criticism too that they you know they spent like 800 million dollars on these 30 40 year contracts and they, they sort of have a forward you know, it's like it's, it seems like a problem. I mean, Havertz to me will represent this this whole kind of era for for Chelsea. You know, just like a kind of a talented player, good pedigree. You know, in some Scores ways, the winning the money. Champions League goal. Well, he did. He did that, right? And so, does that does that make up for everything else? Like maybe I. You know, it's like, but he, he's not. I don't know. It's like they're kind of playing up the front because they've got nobody else. I mean, you can you can hardly say that he's t- torn up the league the last two years. He right? has not. No, that's true. No, that no. is true. Um, all right. So final, final question is uh, you, you had me for a minute on the ropes, but I think I came back with another <laughs> comeback. To, <laughs> yeah, you got to, it. You, to, you, you squirmed least, away from me that time. Uh, yeah. At the very least, it was a stalemate. Uh, Simon Copson says, uh, what to do with the kanji and defense in general, please? Other than Trippier, I don't even know who to have anymore. Okay, find yourself a human-sized cannon, put a kanji inside of it, and shoot him uh, as far away from your fantasy team yeah. as possible. That's yeah. a pretty Weird- easy one to answer. Weirdly, we actually answered this question ourselves already, right? Which is that uh, we both feel really high about Shaw, and I feel good. I mean, I think Trent is too expensive, but I, I just like him because when there's a lot of defensive chaos, lean towards players who um, can get you points different ways. Mm-hmm. and. And also, I mean, the Arsenal defense is still totally fine to own. I mean, you're, it feels like you're never going to get more than six points, but, yeah. um, but you know. It's a sure. less joyful thing than it was during the first couple months of the season owning these Arsenal defenders, oh, yeah. but here we yeah, are. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, all right. That is it for the podcast. 
Uh, thanks everyone for listening. I uh, hope our Chelsea supporters have stuck around long <laughs> enough to uh, to get to the end. Uh, sorry for anything uh, Brandon may have said. I tried to talk mm-hmm. him out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but thanks, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, and we will see you next week. Brandon, do you want to give a quick goodbye, goodbye, and thank you to our Patreon supporters, our producer patrons. <laughs> yes, goodbye specifically to our wonderful Patreon supporters. If you want to check out what that means, go to patreon.com slash always cheating. And as, oh, as always, thanks to our producer-level patrons, Mike DiPietro, Trevor Ingerson, our buddy Chris Howell, Dibby Gaffer, Bobas Kuhn, James Holland, Dave Wagner-Lodal, Nick Wright, Lazarus Yanos, Jesse Halstead, Bruce Kerr, Brian Chin, Rich Evans, Blair Jacobson, Todd Byerly, Andy Portlock, Dan Parsons, at FPL Merch, Carrie Swanson, Jefferson Turner, Francis Moore, Sam Schauer, Caleb Robbie, Lee Hickman, Volger Paulson Kruger, Alex Holcomb, James Keatley, The Saint, Bob Fox, Craig Jackson, James Conroy, Shalin F. Kadakia, Terrence O'Donnell, Paul Herzig, Heath Cram, Roberta Morals, Thomas Tislov, and Noah and Louise. And as always, we remind you to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts, including YouTube. You can listen to the podcast on YouTube. More video content, we promise, uh, is Ooh. is on the way. It is for, forever a brainstorm that we are having, Josh. Uh, yeah. How to get our it's beautiful faces close, yeah. in front of everybody. This is this is how it happens. You and I kick this kick an idea around for a year or so, and then we then we then we do it. So it it is coming. Uh, but thanks everyone for listening, and we'll be back with our Patreon pod on Thursday, and then um, which will recap the end of a wild game week. So good luck to everybody on Wednesday as well. Bye. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.